Hello, welcome to our podcast, What's Up With? My name is Jana Fisch and with me is... I'm Suzanne Worthington. Today, we want to know what's up with politicians. What is it that makes some politicians so bad? And how can we... What are the good qualities of a politician that we should be looking for? Yeah, I just read uh, Transparency International came out with a new report and the research shows there's a direct correlation between the level of corruption and how well a country handles COVID-19. Corruption undermines an effective response to COVID-19 and other crises. It also contributes to a continuing crisis of democracy. So corrupt politicians are very bad for our society. Sue, why do you think so many politicians are corrupt? Well, it's, a, it's an ever-ending question, this, isn't it? And that report is... Well, it's, it seems to me that if politicians are corrupt, their response to anything is going to be bad, whether it's public health services, schools or whatever. So um, there is a the famous um, English, uh, he's actually Scottish, a famous British comedian, said the desire to be a politician should bar you for life from ever becoming one. So there's something about people who are career politicians that seems to drive some of them to become corrupt. Is it because they're not paid enough and they feel like they need to enhance their salary by fiddling their expenses or uh, make it fiddling their invoices and paying their cousins for example i wonder if it's something to do with the amount they pay them or is it simply that they failed at something else are they are they failed rock stars are they failed bankers is it something about them where they feel like they're entitled to these things that they're doing the corruption in usually it's to do with money isn't it i would say what sort of quality should we be looking for what qualities would make a better politician well, I think a good politician first needs leadership, you know, he must... He or she. He or she, we make sure be assured about that. Um, and honesty, I don't know if the money is the problem, because for me, a good politician is a person who works for the people, for the good of his nation, you know, for... Uh, and not for himself. There's the common belief, assumption, that every politician is just working for himself and they want to have power, you know, they money. want uh, money, yeah. they want more money. Because how much money does a person need? Do you think in, I don't know how it's in, in Great Britain, the people, the politicians don't get paid enough? Or is it, you, you just said that it's about they should be working for the people. The mm -hmm. thing is, some element, there is some element of leadership that's missing in a lot of politicians. Sometimes they think they're, they're so smart they need to do what they believe without listening to their constituents. But then sometimes they are too driven to doing what their people ask them. This is what happened in the UK when they did the referendum about um, leaving Europe. So the government thought were so certain that they would everybody would say, no, we should stay in Europe, that they made a referendum. And that was an example of where, unfortunately, if you leave it to the masses to decide, they're not necessarily going to make the right decision because they haven't got all the facts available. So there is, there is a tension, isn't there, between listening to your constituents and making the right decisions based on all the information that you have. So you think they just try to please people to get re-elected and nothing more? It's something like that. But if you think about a, like a CEO of a business, they, they have two, they have a tension, don't they, between... Um, they're, they're in that leadership position because they, they know how to lead and they're smart enough to do it well and that they've been chosen by the board and the other directors to do it. But they equally, they need to please the employees because you need to keep your... ...politicians need to have. And what is it, why is it that they don't have them? 
So I know that you, um, you're particularly keen on some, obviously as an Austrian, you know very much about how Merkel leads Germany. So is there something about female leaders? What is it that they have that makes them good leaders? I think many female politicians have integrity and and more this, at least they, they give the impression, I don't know if they really do it, but the impression that they work for the people as a good politician should do and not just uh, to stay in power, to gain power, to be an influential polit- uh, person themselves. Well, let's talk about Merkel first, because you just said she's not particularly doing it to stay in power, but she, how long has she been in? 16 years? She's 16 years um, the <laughs> Chancellor of Germany. Do you think she went into it at the beginning, thinking she'd still be there 16 years later? No, I think oh. also she would have been happy 10 years ago to leave, mm-hmm. or 5 years ago <laughs> to leave. She's not clinging to power like extreme example mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Um, she's just doing it because she sees her uh, country in crisis and there is actually n- nobody better than herself to keep the whole thing together. But she will leave in October this year and it will not be good for the country, <laughs> for the country I think. About- she's a person who can integrate many different sides and I think this is an important quality. A person who is networking, who can do compromises. And I think from socialization, women are more trained in the skills than men. Men are more forced to stick out, to prove themselves, to have a strong ego. Women are more trained to work together, so maybe that's what makes them a better politician. What do you think is that she has in common, Merkel, with the um, president of the of New Zealand? Yeah, Jacinda Ardern. She is a prime minister. I don't know if they have much in common about being female yeah. and emitting and this flair of somebody you can trust. Like Jacinda Ardern, uh, she is a social democrat, while Angela Merkel is a conservative. Uh, so they're coming from two different sides political of the ends, political yeah. spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like Merkel said in, in uh, 2015, we are able to handle this huge amount of refugees coming to our country. Uh, so she showed compassion, and it's the same that Jacinda Ardern does. She's focusing on the houses crisis, on child poverty, on social inequality. This working for the people and not for their own fame, for their own gain. Okay, but it's not necess- it isn't the fact that they're female, is it, that makes them a good politician? But I think being female qualifies them for being a politician of that kind. Ah, like politician. finding compromises, mm-hmm. very good in networking, and also to not always, my ego, I have to be right uh, pulling through that and uh, thinking everybody is stupid so how does Thatcher fit into that then I was born the year that Thatcher came in in the UK and until I was 10 or 11 years old as far as I was concerned it was completely normal to have a, fe- a lady in such a position of power it was only what is only when I hit my teens I realized how remarkable that was but uh, Thatcher didn't she didn't lead in a particularly feminist or female way. Her nickname was the Iron Lady, while Merkel is called Mutti. So Merkel is seen as the mama, uh-huh. yeah, the mother figure, while uh, Fetcher was the Iron Lady. And I think at that time, in the 80s, she had to be hard and iron yeah. to manage her position as a woman in a very powerful position. Yeah, being female just made her stand out. So you put lady on the end because that's the quality about her as a politician that was unusual. But I think she tried to hide that as much 
much yeah, as possible yeah, yeah. that with her clothing, with her behavior, with her voice, with, even with yeah. voice, yeah, she yeah. tried to be as male as possible, so people would still respect respect her. She was the child of a grocer, you know. She knew, understood what life was like for ordinary mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. in the country. Mm-hmm. So part of, one of the problems that we have so many reasons we have so many bad politicians is they can't relate to normal people in the country. If the majority of the people in your country are more like a grocer, a baker, a butcher, than they are like a, a wealthy landowner. I can give you an example here of Thatcher's government brought in a type of tax. The group of people who were discussing how to bring this in, were, were there were things like lords, you know, lords and sir and so on. They were very, up, very much upper classes, but they were politicians still. But uh, when, when they were told, this tax that you're going to bring in means that some pensioners in London, for example, are going to be £400, which a lot of money in the 80s, they're going to be £400 worse off every year. One of the lords apparently said, well, why couldn't they just uh, sell a painting? <laughs> he just had no idea of the life that these people led. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily Thatcher herself that was a problem in the 80s, it was, but it was possibly a problem with all of the politicians in her government. They couldn't relate to people. But it's much harder when you come from, let's say, a lower class, working class background to have a career as a politician. First of all, with education, with knowledge and networking is important. So a person who is born with a certain background, with certain connections, is much easier to be successful as a politician. Yeah. Donald Trump was a rich person who tries to stay rich, you mm. know, and yeah. is uh, cozying up to the rich and powerful, and all he wants is attention and power. But he has no idea how a common person lives. So Let's hope then? that um, now the world has seen how he works as a politician, we won't have a repeat of that. Hopefully we'll look back in a few years and think, what was everyone yeah. thinking in those years? But I think you're right that also what most people think that politicians cannot relate to the problems of an, an average person. And here I think also women doing better job in that. Mm-hmm. So how can we encourage women to go into politics? What would help? Well, this is the problem, isn't it? Because I think that some in, in England in particular, if you wanted to be a member of parliament for your constituency in England, you have to work in London. So if you live at the extreme northern end of, of England, uh, in Northumberland, for example, near the border with Scotland, it's about four hours on the train. So, and you'd have to work Monday to Friday in London. What do you do about your family and your friends who you've grown up with all in that area? Or your parents. Or your parents, exactly. Your family um, and the support network you have maybe with your children. It's just, it's kind of impossible. There was um, a really tragic example of um, a brilliant lady politician called Jo Cox in the UK. I can't remember how long she'd been serving, but she was actually killed in her own constituency by a madman. It's, uh, you can Google it and find out what happened to her. But she left behind a husband and two children. It's tragic in so many ways, but in one of the many ways in which it's so sad is that it will other women who, who might have seen Jo Cox doing a great job for her constituency and running a family... And having a you know very vibrant life that she was leading, they would have thought, well, she can do it, maybe I could do it too. Mm-hmm. But then when something like that happens, it's just another thing that makes you think, no, I can't no, do that. No, yeah, on one hand, she was a very good role model, mm. and then her fate yeah. is keeping people from, well, I'm not going into yeah. this. I think also with all this uh, hate speech on the internet, yeah. people are afraid to have an exposed position, yeah. and women more, mm-hmm. probably, because yeah. they're more vulnerable still. Did you hear about this Scottish MP? She's called... Mary, I can't remember her surname, Mary, she stood up in uh, Parliament and read out 
out, out loud all of the horrible messages mm-hmm. that had come in for her on Twitter and to hear a woman reading out these awful messages that you know the trolls had been writing about her was, was shocking it was, she was making the point that this shouldn't happen it doesn't happen to male politicians not so much I think it happens but not so much but you need a very thick skin so this is yeah. also a quality of a yeah. good politician maybe things something more radical has to be done about going into politics a more attractive thing um, a lot of the people who do it in the UK at the moment might have a lot of private funding behind them meaning that, that they have the money to actually stand as a politician or it means that they can put their career on hold for a while because um, they've got the money to as a buffer to you know pay their mortgage or whatever mm. but here coming back also to the problem of corruption and yeah. that some politicians are in office to gain money to, mm-hmm. to get more money to become rich it might be a good idea maybe to limit an office to a certain amount of years, like five years, two years, or depending on, yeah. the, on what kind of position you're applying for. That would be really smart, wouldn't it? Because you wouldn't, you know, like I said, to you, I'm not sure whether Merkel envisaged being there 16 years later. But if, you were, if somebody said, uh, Jana, you'd make a really good, you should really should be in public office because you'd be, do a great job. And then what is in your head is, oh my goodness, I'd have to quit what I'm doing now, everything, and and just do this for the rest of my life. But if somebody said, you'd only serve for four years, your salary is going to be 70,000 euros a year, you know, nice good salary, you only have to do it for four years, and then you can step back to the rest of your life. So whether you had children or whether you were running a business, that would seem like a manageable thing to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think a time limit is a good idea. People, maybe if they go into politics for, for a cause, but if you stay a long time in power, the longer you stay in power, power corrupts you. I think there's some element of when in Rome, do as the Romans do, isn't there? Do you think when people join the government and they... Well, in fact, we know a certain person who works in... He worked in IT for local councils. And he was often told, that's just not the way it works here. Mm-hmm. So when you find out that people are paying their wife as if she's a secretary, yeah. in inverted commas. Or whether you're you're um, pretending that the renovations on your home office cost 20,000, in fact, they only cost 2,000. Everyone else does it. So why, you know, you might start to yeah. think it was normal. So even if I have a corrupt politician, if the, the office is limited to, to a certain years, amount yeah, of year, yeah. then I could at least get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> or her. Or her. Yeah. Um, so have we answered our question, what is it with politicians? Why are they so bad? <laughs> have we come up with some solutions for... How we could attract some better people. So if you have more ideas, please write them in the comments or write to us. And if you like what we're doing here, we will continue. Please suggest a topic. Thanks for listening.